Welcome to How to Catholic with Kevin and Lisa Cotter, a podcast dedicated to helping you practically live your Catholic faith with excellence. It's season two, episode 14, How to Schedule, part two. Summer is winding down and the possibility of hitting the reset button on your schedule is likely on your mind. But how are you going to go about doing it might not be clear. To help you get the fall started on the right foot, Lise and I have spent the last two episodes talking about how to create a plan of life that'll help you reach your goals and live out your priorities. On today's episode, we also have a hack on how to manage all the amazing content you're receiving from Catholic Podcasts. And we highlight one of our favorite Catholic laymen who's doing some cutting-edge ministry in the digital world. Stay right here. Did you hear that? Or or do you think they could hear that? The, the thunder? The thunder. Ooh. That'd be kind of cool if they could. Yeah. Probably not. We'll find out, I think. Because <laughs> then they could also maybe hear the tv show our children are watching yeah it's all sorts of noises <laughs> on podcasts you'd never know you are so self-conscious of noises until you re- record a podcast yeah and we're recording one with the kids home which is well i mean they're always home they're not in bed the kids awake that's right that's always risky Mm-hmm. but hey we're risk takers <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna gamble here clearly look how crazy we are because <laughs> this topic's worth it because today we are in part two of how to schedule schedule and in part one we looked at our first two priorities so basically we said all right if we're going to schedule something we have to know what is the most important things that we could schedule into our life so we looked at we're looking at five priorities last time we looked at two of these priorities which were prayer and person all about our relationship with god and our self-care now this week we're going to talk about three more priorities and helping us build a schedule that ultimately is going to help us lead to holiness and to happiness. Schedules are key for this. Absolutely, yes. So if you are lost, go back to season two, episode 13, because that's part one. Mm-hmm. And then you'll totally be caught up to speed. Mm-hmm. It'll be great. So Lisa, do you want to start us off with our third priority, which again, they always start with a P. It's true. Our third priority is people. So we did person for number two, and now we're doing people. People meaning our relationships, Mm -hmm. the people in our lives we have relationships with. And this isn't necessarily like doing things for other people, like doing their laundry or preparing meals for them or running errands, but intentional time together. Mm -hmm. Time that is spent in leisure, time that is spent in developing relationships. And so even within this category, I feel like there's subcategories of priority, but because not everybody's in the exact same state of life, then not everybody has the exact same relationship, people, priorities. So we're going to kind of run through some of them and where they fall in order. So the first one would be, if you are married, your first people priority within this sub priority of, that's a lot of P's, would be your spouse, which does not start with P. Your spouse. <laughs> Your pouse. Just take off the S. Uh, yeah, so your spouse. So this, this would be, you know, above your relationship with your best friend or your relationship even with your kids. Your, your relationship mm-hmm. with your spouse, your vocational relationship to marriage is always going to come first. And that actually is really hard for us as parents, I think, because oftentimes we give so much to our kids 
and then we kind of give the leftovers to our spouse. But really, we have to work this into our schedule and make sure that it's an absolute priority. So that means, I don't know, daily time together, catching up. We always try to, like after you um, come home from work, we always try to have just kind of some catch-up time, like Mm -hmm. how was your day, what was going on. Um, Date night is really important. Why are you laughing? You said catch-up time, and I thought about mustard time. That's all. (laughs) (laughs) You know, then we have mustard time. It's fantastic. And then... You wouldn't believe the kind of relishes we have. <laughs> oh so, sorry. I You asked. I tried to not talk See, about it, but then you asked what my mind was saying. And now the, and I'm then picturing, I now I'm picturing people dressed up like ketchup, mustard, and relish bottles racing around a baseball mm. field. Wow. Well, look at that baseball reference from my wife. Yep. My favorite, while we're on this tangent, is the presidents <laughs> that race each other. People, if you haven't seen presidents with like huge president heads run around a baseball stadium racing each other... Is this you, like for the Nationals? Yeah. Oh, yeah, the Washington Nationals. Oh. And they switch out different presidents, you know, based on maybe a holiday or just, you know, whenever you want to pull out Hoover or Roosevelt yeah, and see him run around. It's it's a great thing. Who, who are the presidents we're going to have today? Huh? You don't even know. The presidents. Oh. They could, they, you don't know what heads are going to, heads of state, see what I did there, are going <laughs> to run, run around. This is an example of priority time with your spouse. Yes. <laughs> Carefree timelessness. <laughs> yes, spending time with each other. Date night is another word for mm-hmm. it. Although, anyways, okay. Point being, spend time with your spouse, doing things you enjoy together, making sure you have a date night that can be a date night in if you've got small kids and it's impossible to get out. Making sure you have a couple nights, maybe one night a week, maybe two, where you just say, we're not going to talk about things that are I don't know, like, not fun. Yeah, Curtis Martin, CEO of Focus, yeah. uh, he always said um, he got to the stage with his wife where every single time they spoke, he felt it was always about their family life. Mm-hmm. And so, or like tasks, like mm-hmm. this needs to be done. And so a priest recommended, his spiritual counselor, you need a night in which you talk about those things. And he said, I don't understand. That's what I'm trying not to do. I'm sick of talking about those things. He said, no, when you actually set a, a, a night in your schedule to do that, then it allows the freedom on that other night to actually have that date night, to have that carefree timelessness where you don't talk about those things. And that exactly. was a huge breakthrough for them. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So that kind of a date night, that's what we're getting after. Mm-hmm. Um, and just pursuing those activities or those things that you used to do before you had children or before you were married that were fun and making sure just to keep that being a priority. So that's, that's what we're talking about when we talk about this relationship, people, P, when it comes to your spouse. So after your spouse, the next priority then, if you have them in your life, would be children. Yep. Because you are their mom and dad and nobody else is their mom and dad. And that is a unique and amazing gift and responsibility to form your children. And so you have to intentionally be taking time to do that. So again, this isn't like making them dinner or doing their laundry. This is time investing in them and their character development, talking with them, learning about what they love and and what their struggles are and helping them navigate life as a very active, loving parent, which takes, actually, it takes intentional time. It's not Mm -hmm. just as it can be natural, there can be natural times, but there also has to be times where you're, you're being intentional about it, or it can be easy to never have those conversations and just kind of be people living in the same house that don't really know each other. Yeah. And with younger kids, I always, I think this is always funny, but 
as a parent, one of the best quality times you can have is just that, that book before bed, right? And in a situation where you're not just trying to pick the quickest book or you're not trying to, I mean, not that I would do this, but to skip pages <laughs> of a children's book unbeknownst to them, uh, but actually to take that time to, you know, share a story with them and to talk about it and to look at different things on the page they might not have thought about. Like, that's always a good check for me is like, if I'm just trying to rush through that process and believe me, I wanted my kids to sleep and for me to have some free time as well. That's really good. But to really make sure, right, am I taking that time and am I okay really having those moments with them? They're so important. Mm-hmm. And I found that it, especially when, um, you know, with the, the younger kids, so our, our Grace, who's three, sometimes I really have to kind of like um, say to myself, okay, for 20 minutes, I'm going to be on the floor playing. And we're, you know, I have to almost like schedule that in because there's just always stuff that's going on, things that need to be taken care of when, when you're, um, when you're parenting. And so sometimes you Mm -hmm. have to be super intentional to the point of sometimes scheduling it in. Like it's just carefree timelessness, playtime, and we're just going to paint together or we're going to put this puzzle together and be very intentional, making sure that they know they're a priority because that gives them security, helps them to know that they're loved. This isn't spoiling them. It's just helping them to have a healthy self-esteem. Yeah. And just as a reminder, again, why we schedule is because we want to be a certain type of person and that schedule allows us to do that. So it sounds silly to schedule that time in with your kid, but it's like, no, that's, that's the parent I want to be. And I'm not going to allow myself in the moment to say, I'm too tired or I don't want to do that today. You're going to say, no, I'm going to stick to my schedule so it can help build the life I want for me and my family. It's huge. Exactly. Yes. Now, if you are not married, you don't have a spouse or you don't have children yet or then the next priority would be just family time, uh, spending time, you know, with your own family, your own brothers, sisters, parents, um, and making sure that, that they're a priority, that you're checking in with them. Maybe if you don't live together, then that's a Sunday night phone call. One thing we do in our family, Cotter side of the family that's cool is we do a uh, Friday email mm-hmm. and Kevin's mom sends out an email every Friday and we just, everybody responds back or sometimes Kevin will respond for both of us. Most of the time Kevin responds for both of us. <laughs> sometimes. <laughs> and we just kind of check in and hear, here's what we're doing. Here's what's going on. Here's a funny story about my kids or here's a funny story about work or whatever it is. And it's just a great way to, to continue to connect with extended family, even though we aren't together. I know families who are close. I love those stories of, you know, Sunday night spaghetti night at grandma's. And that's just a natural part of the week, building in time for those kinds of things. And then of course, time with your friends, um, making that a priority relationships are so key to so many aspects of our life and having good friends. People can call us out. I mean, just this morning, Kevin was at coffee with his friend, which they frequently do on Saturday morning, mm-hmm. just to have accountability time and just to prioritize that relationship and having friendship. So that is our priority number three is people, making sure we take time for people. Nice. Yeah. First priority today, third in our overall list. There you go. For our priorities. How about you take our next priority, Kevin? Our next oh, P. Our next P is production production which it really in a lot of ways is work we just wanted to fit in a p there yeah we're not robots we're not trying to say like <laughs> we're not doing movie production <laughs> yes we're producing yeah we're working so okay i think the key with work it's interesting i think talking about work in the context of american culture because i think two things can happen one is we give work too much of a priority 
and other times we don't prioritize work at all. We're like, oh, it's work. Like, I don't want to be at work. Work's stupid. I don't want to be there. I just wish I was at home. And so I think a lot of this priority is figuring out where it sits in all of our priorities. So I would speak first off, uh, probably to the second point, which is work has a dignity on itself. So Pope Francis says this about work. He says, we do not get dignity from power or money or culture. We get dignity from work. Work is fundamental to the dignity of the person. Work, to use an image, anoints us with dignity, fills us with dignity, makes us similar to God who has worked and still works and who always acts. And so God, in us being in his image and likeness, God who's the creator, God who brings things into being, we, when we work, can do the same. And so there's an inherent dignity of work that we can't just dismiss and say, that's that thing I do nine to five that I just try to get away from and I try to get out at 501 and whatever it might be. Like it has a huge dignity and we need to take pride in what we do. It's really, um, yeah, living out that image and dignity with God. On the flip side, we want to make sure this is the temptation, I think, in, a, in America in a lot of ways, that work doesn't jump its way up the ladder of our priorities. So it is a priority, but in this list of five, it's actually the fourth priority. So the questions we want to think through is how does work actually serve these other priorities that are ahead of it so it doesn't actually usurp it? It doesn't take control of our lives, but it actually adds to it. I think it's also important to point out too, like, Work isn't necessarily just your job. I think for most of us, that's what work is. But for some, school is is your work right now. Yeah. You're in school and, and you're studying and that is kind of your toil, your work. And for others too, it, it's home. It's it's being home. You're home with kids and you're, you're raising your family and you've made that a beautiful priority to be there while your kids are home. And there's a lot of work that's involved in that whether that be meal planning or driving kids around or filling out papers. And this is a lot of my work yep. is, is the work at home. I don't go into an office every day and clock in and clock out. And I don't have a boss that I'm answering to, but I still have a lot of work that comes into life. That's just completely wrapped around my family. Yeah. So I think it'd be good to just think through maybe these different uh, spheres of life and how work, how we can prioritize work in those different. So whether it's, I'm going to a job or I am a student or um, I'm at home. What does it look like to prioritize work in the way we do? Again, putting it forth and serving these other things. What does that look like? And when I, th- when I think of job uh, as someone who's been in the work world, let's say big adult things uh, <laughs> for the past, uh, you know, 12 years, um, I think uh, well, I think it's tough in some sense with work because sometimes you don't have the flexibility to be able to serve those other priorities. Sometimes you're like, this is my job. It's just reality. It's yeah. just reality. I, I need to do this job. This is what I'm in. It's a family business, whatever it Are might be. Are these two jobs or three jobs? Yeah. And so you're not like, oh, let me try to do all these things. Whatever we can, we want to make sure we're serving these other priorities. But I'm thinking more when we have those opportunities in our lives, maybe it's to get a a new job. Maybe it is whether we're getting promoted in the current job we have. Maybe it's a new responsibility to start to discern and think through, does this new job or this uh, promotion or whatever it might be, does it actually serve my priorities? Is it actually allowing me to have a better relationship with God? Would it allow me to have a better um, self-care of myself? Would it allow me to actually um, help the people in my lives, build friendships, uh, help my children, help my spouse, right? And are we asking those questions? Because a lot of times with work, sometimes we'll 
we'll just be in the midst of it and we won't think until afterwards the consequences of maybe that promotion or new job and how it affects our family or our self-care or relationship with God. We just think, oh, promotion is good. I'll take a promotion. That sounds great. But does it, I guess the question is, does it actually serve these other three things? And it definitely could, but I also want to just really be actually thinking through that. It wouldn't be intentional. Yeah. With, with any of the decisions. Yeah. Or when it comes to like school, um, school is kind of a different sphere of work that still, I think is a important place to consider how are we prioritizing it? How are we scheduling it? Um, Because I think a lot of times I know when I was in college, I didn't quite realize that at no other time in my life would I have so much flexibility. So I was busy. Life was full, right? Um, But I got to choose what I was busy with more than now that I'm married. (laughs) Yeah. A lot of it, like choices are almost made for me. I mean, it's a choice that I made that resulted in decisions that were like set for me you know yeah. like there's nap time every day now you know yep. not mine my children's yeah um <laughs> but but certain things like all right my child woke up at six thirty. like you don't get to choose whether you wake up at six thirty. you're up because your child's up you know so there's yeah a little mm-hmm. bit less freedom there mm-hmm. so just thinking you know while you're in this time of school and you have kind of some more freedom to choose how are you laying those foundations and making decisions now that are going to set you up for good habits and for um, good, uh, scheduling in the future. Yeah. Yeah. And then the last one I think to touch on is is home because being home looks so different, so different in terms of work, which is why I think sometimes we forget that it is work. Um, but honestly, um, it probably provides the least amount of freedom and flexibility when you're home because my, you know, I'm home and we, we have our youngest is, is, you know, she's not in full-time school yet. Um, so she's with me a lot. And, um, a lot of my schedule is dictated by her and her schedule and what she needs and she's got to eat and she's got to take her nap and, um, picking up the kids from school. And, you know, previous a year ago we were homeschooling. So the kids were always home, Mm -hmm. always, always home. Um, so we just need, I just think it's important to remember like this, there's still an aspect of work to this and there's still kind of an aspect of toil, but there's also like a great privilege in being able to, to stay home. Yeah, that's very true. Um, and just trying to kind of recognize, well, what, what does this mean for my life, for my schedule? Yeah. And it's such important work. I mean, it's amazing work. And I think it's one that sometimes we forget how much of a dignity motherhood and being with your kids is. Um, I, I always remember that commercial where they interview people for jobs and they tell them, basically they may get description of a mom and how many hours they work and how much they get paid. Mm-hmm. And they're like, I don't want that job. Like no way. And they're like, that's what a mom does. Yeah. And they're like happy mother, you know, like this, they're making a mother's, happy day. mother's day. Yeah. They're making <laughs> a mother's day commercial. But I think, um, my goodness, the development of children is just paramount mm-hmm. and we all know just, yeah, you can see it. Mm-hmm. Wow. Children change when, when yeah, moms and dads are in their lives in such an intentional way. Speaking of children, one is approaching. They are approaching. (laughs) Whispering. All right, Kevin, why don't you, how about this? Why don't you talk about the hack and I'll go take care of that and come right back. Sounds good. So the hack um, is is something that's really fun and something that we've experienced recently and it's managing podcasts. So uh, you might subscribe to different podcasts. I might at some point in time go, oh my gosh, my phone is really full. I keep getting all these notifications. Like I just need to stop subscribing and uh, a few weeks ago, I was talking with Lisa, and she's always, oh, my phone's always full. And I'm, I'm like, I have... I'm here now, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I have like three gigs. Like, how do you... I just cleared out <laughs> your space. Like, how do you keep getting full? And so what we did was we 
looked at the way she was managing her podcast. And so I'm just going to walk you through step-by-step. Step. It's pretty simple, but at the same time, really effective if you don't know about it. So if you just click on, if you have an iPhone, and you click on your podcast button, that kind of purple radio type button, then it'll take you, uh, there's some tabs below, and you'll look at my podcast and click on a podcast. Say it's How To Catholic that you, you subscribe to. So click on that. And then there's this wheel. This wheel is right above the feed uh, button. It's kind of right below the title, How To Catholic. And this kind of jaggedy wheel, you want to click on that. And under that, it gives you awesome options to help you. So you could uh, undo notifications. So if you didn't want that notification every time there's a new podcast, you could click it off. Or if you really did want, it could be there as well. And then the one I think is the most important is that you can actually choose how many episodes. There's a, it says on this f iPhone, and below it says limit episodes. And you can choose the most recent, two most recent. Um, you can choose like everything in the last week, whatever it might be. And this can help prevent your podcast or your phone just from filling up with podcasts that you're not listening to. Yeah. And just remaining really full. So this is huge on space. Because it automatically deletes it for you, which I didn't realize was an option. Mm -hmm. So yeah. So this is a great Catholic hack because I know if you're listening to our podcast, you probably like listening to podcasts yep. and this is going to allow you, um, to manage your space with your podcast better. So that way you can subscribe to more podcasts and just get a couple of each episode to have on your phone whenever you've got some downtime instead of being overwhelmed with podcasts. So get holy by listening to your podcasts and yeah. manage them properly. That's, That's right. our hack. There you go. There's our hack. How about our highlight, Kev? Yeah, our highlight is a fun one, and it's um, looking at uh, just one man. His name is Brandon Vaught. And if you're not aware of Brandon, he is just a really dynamic and amazing uh, Catholic speaker today and he just does so many different things it's actually hard to talk about him because he has books and websites and you know amazing different uh, apostolates that he works for uh, but Brandon the, the best way I can describe Brandon is he, he does all things with new media a lot of things online really uh, taking our faith and making sure it's in the digital world in a really powerful way and so he's done things from uh, the return series which I really enjoy which is all about how to help your child return to the faith Another project I love by him is called Strange Notions. It's a website where you can have a dialogue about reason and faith. And a lot of atheists are on there. A lot of Catholics and Christians are on there trying to really wrestle with, um, yeah, rationally understanding the faith or, or arguing against it for that matter as well. Uh, Brandon works for Word on Fire with uh, Bishop Robert Barron. That's a great contribution as well. He has uh, a f several books uh, a new one coming out called Why I Am Catholic and You Should Be Too. That comes out in October. Here's another one on saints and corporate works of mercy that I love. So he's just a dynamic person. He's fun to follow online uh, and really to engage with. The number of things he's doing, he just brings a lot of excitement to what, um, a lot of excitement to the faith. And I just, yeah, love, love Brandon and just would, if you're not familiar with him, to, to check him out. Yeah, we'll put some stuff in the show notes, some of those um, some ways you can I'll find him and connect with him. for things he does. <laughs> He's right. just a, a f uh, yeah, a force to be reckoned with. It's fantastic. Yeah. Great really man. Awesome. Great man doing great things for the church. So we love Brandon. All right. So let's look at our last P. We're there. And we are there. Yes. That P is peripheral, which... That's hard to say. Yeah. Peripheral. And there, and there might be another pronunciation of that. I'm pretty sure there's two ways to... Peripheral? I don't know. 
peripheral, peripheral. Mm. There you go. Yep. And this is kind of our, our volunteer work. So stuff that we're doing um, that's kind of above and beyond um, the norm. So maybe, yeah, that, that's volunteering at your church or maybe you're, you know, volunteering for the youth group or uh, perhaps you're stepping into politics, um, trying to do some, some work and some influence in the political sphere. Um, it, it's really kind of um, those extra things that are like icing on the cake. Um, and it's not to say that they aren't a priority, um, that they're the last priority, but they're still a priority. Like the, the world still needs us to be giving of ourselves in those times and seasons when we can and not just using any free time we have to, to just be lazy or to be selfish or do whatever we want. Yeah. Um, keeping in mind, we are all about proper leisure. So we're not saying that you should just run yourself ragged and never take a breath. But mm-hmm. our, our churches need amazing people volunteering for youth ministry. Yeah. We need people, um, you know, doing philanthropic, philanthropic, that's not a word. Philanthropy. Uh, yeah, philanthropy. Philanthrop- yeah. <laughs> I can't say the word. Philanthropic. Philanthropic. That's I knew the there was a way for, to yeah. say that. Um, philanthropic work. So it's, it's important, you know, that we are reaching outside of our immediate sphere, outside of our immediate homes and our, um, you know, jobs of just providing for our own selves or our own families and giving to the community at large. And that's, that's what's going on there. Yeah. And I think, I mean, overall priorities tell us what's important. The order of priorities tells us what goes, like what gives first, right? So if you're, um, have an apostolate that's amazing, you're doing great work in your church, but you don't have a good relationship with your child, well, something's got to give, right? Like you, you drop that and spend more time at home. And so I think just all these different things help us go, oh, when things get rough, what do I drop or what do I need to increase more of? That's what the order really helps us. So peripheral is last, um, which doesn't mean it's not important. It's, it's a priority. It's really important, but we would probably if needed, if one of the other priorities gets threatened, we're going to drop that one. Yeah. And I, and I would say, um, we were talking about this before the podcast and I think it's worth mentioning. Um, Kevin's like, so is your apostolate, is that peripheral or is it work? Yeah. Made to magnify. My made to magnify. Yeah. Doing this podcast, doing this podcast, speaking, writing, that, that kind of stuff. Um, you know, and I think in, in terms of when it comes to the order of priorities, like, yeah, this is the first thing that's going to go. If one of the other areas is struggling, Mm -hmm. like if my work as a mother in the home is struggling because of my apostolate, the my apostolates, my apostolate's the first thing that's going to get scaled back. Yeah. Um, and I think that's just important. And, and for me, you know, there is a bit of a luxury in that, like to be in a position where I can do that. Um, and I understand that that's not going to be for everybody. You know, it's not gonna be the case for everybody. Um, that I, I can, you know, stay home. And, and this is, this is really is icing on the cake bonus for us and our family. But I think it's just important to note um, that, yeah, it's the last priority, but it, it's it's still a call and still a priority that I'm going to follow through as long as God continues to give me the time and blesses it. Yeah. All right. So it is time to put a bow on this. Are you ready? I'm ready. Okay. We're going to wrap this up here. So what does all this mean for building a schedule? Well, it means everything we've been talking about. You're putting your first priorities first and you're putting those into your schedule first. Now, obviously there's going to be a few things you can't work around. Like when you have class, you have class. Or if you've got a, a work schedule, you've got a work schedule. But as soon as there's any time that's like blank space, you need to be, when we're building your schedule, what we would suggest is that you start with those priorities, put those in first, and you build around it. And then you can see, oh, is there time for these things that are bonus at the end? Or do I need to be cutting back on certain things so I can make time for these higher priorities that I haven't been making a priority? So, 
first thing you're going to look at, we're going to go and order the piece here is prayer. So you're going to look at prayer. Great. Okay. Time to set some goals. How long do you want to pray each day? Putting that into that, into your schedule. Do you want to go to adoration, having a holy hour? Is that a priority to you? Do you want to be going to mass more than just on Sunday, but daily mass? Going to confession, build it into your schedule. Then you go to the next priority, the person. Set your goals. How much sleep do I need? Okay, great. What does that mean for my schedule? When do I need to go to bed? When am I going to be getting up? How much do I want to exercise? How much um, do I want to spend time on making sure that I am having adequate time in the morning to eat a decent breakfast? All those things, you start building them into the schedule. Then you move on to the next one, to people. Setting goals. Time with spouse. I'm going to set a date night time or I'm going to set intentional time with my kids. Maybe it's, you know, if, if they're at school, after school, you know, I shut down from three to five. That's just time where I'm just available to hang out with my kids and be there for them. Whatever it is, uh, maybe it's leading a Bible study or hosting a book club. uh, So you can have some intentional time with your friends, um, build it into the schedule. And then production, obviously some of that's already going to be set for you, but looking at those different areas, wherever you're at, whether that be working a job, whether that be as a student, whether that be staying in the home, how can you do that with excellence? How can you strike that right balance to make sure that you are are living balanced to the point where you're not becoming a workaholic or all you're ever doing is just working in this kind of production sphere, um, but also to make sure that you're, you're setting enough time for studying or you're setting enough time to schedule out, even just going grocery shopping to make sure that your life is not chaotic all the time. And then finally, the peripheral setting goals for that. You know, Do you want to make sure that you get to volunteer in certain areas or that you get to be involved in politics? Whatever it is that your priorities are, setting those goals and then putting them into the calendar so that you can achieve those goals, whatever they may be. So that is our walkthrough, wrapping it all together. Yeah. And I want to give a couple of quick tips as we look at <clears throat> scheduling, just some things to think about. I think sometimes when we get to this point, I have all these priorities. I need to make this schedule. This seems really overwhelming. Oh my goodness. And, and just a couple of things to help break it down. One is to realize that you can often double things up. And I'm kind of channeling my inner Brian McAdam here, who's a coworker and friend who had on another <laughs> podcast, but he's all about, and I really recommend his blog, but he's all about doubling up on things. So when I was a soccer coach of my kids, that was really good quality time with them is really great to serve my community. But also I would run around like crazy during that soccer time. And that was yes, you totally <laughs> exercise for me. So now I'm getting three things done at the same time. Or sometimes people think, oh, like, how do I spend time with my family? But then how do I also mentor other people? Why don't you invite those people you're mentoring into your family life and your kids will love hanging out with those folks. We've experienced that time and time again. And we have a better, I mean, we have a great time. And it's just amazing how the Lord can really double your time when you decide to do things at the same time. The other thing is to realize is as you pick up some of these habits, it'll actually get easier. So just start with one or two things that you really want to do and then keep working and say, how can I do more of this? How can I look at how prioritizing my schedule in this way? What habit can I pick up on that night? And just working your way in a gradual process rather than being just completely overwhelmed about all the things uh, you need to do. Uh, overall, just realize you're, you're creating an ideal of a life that wants to build you, but that doesn't mean um, you're always going to hit it. But you're definitely not going to hit it if you don't have an ideal. If you don't have a plan in mind, you're probably not going to follow that plan. Give yourself a plan. Give yourself an ideal. Try to hit it and give yourself grace rather than just following your passions. Uh, it, it, going after ideals always, I think, going to prove to be better. Absolutely. So our how-to challenge today, 
should be somewhat obvious. Mm-hmm. Our challenge to you is to look at your priorities and create a schedule. And it doesn't have to be down to every single minute scheduled, but you want to have kind of a loose idea of what am I going after and what do I need to do in order to accomplish that and do it with intention, not just haphazardly, which is how I think oftentimes we approach building our lives. And so um, sit down with these P's here and ask yourself some of those goal setting questions that I just threw out to you and start plugging things in and see where stuff falls and comes together. And I think you'll find that it's going to really help you to lead a life of holiness. Fantastic. And before we go, we mentioned our hack today in understanding how to manage our podcast. Just a quick reminder, if you haven't subscribed to our podcast yet, we'd love for you to do so. Just a chance each week to get some awesome practical Catholic info and recommend it to your friends as well. Well, that's all for our show today. Be saints. It's worth it. <laughs>